Every writer on the planet wants to know how can they write faster. They want to know how they can be more efficient in their writing because that's how they're going to make more money. They can turn around more blogs and ebooks in a single day. The client's going to pay them more money at the end of the day. I totally get it, guys. I understand where you're coming from. There's obviously a lot of different complexities and nuances that go into how to write articles faster, but I'm ready to break it down for you guys with my six-step plan in this podcast. Let's freaking go. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. All right, guys, today we are going to talk about a more technical topic as it relates to writing. So this episode is definitely more for the copywriter or the aspiring writer of the world who listens to my episodes. But I still always think there's certain things that you can take away from it, no matter what your creative skill set is. So don't be alarmed if you're a graphic designer, someone who builds websites. I think there's still something that you can get from this. So today we're going to talk about how to write articles faster. And this is a question that I get from people all the time. They want to know how I write so quickly. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why people will doubt me or say I'm lying or that my story is not believable, because they can't imagine that I can actually write as quickly and as efficiently as I do. And it's really frustrating for me because you know I always say to people, if you do something every single day for six years in a row, you're gonna get fast and efficient at literally anything. So that's, you know, I don't know what the math is on that, at 365 times six. I mean, that's how many days that I've written multiple things per day. It's almost become a like, you know, muscle memory or mental memory for me. Each time I sit down to write, I could close my eyes because I have done so much writing. I mean, when I look on Fiverr, I've completed over 11,000 orders, and many of those orders were for four, five, six, ten blogs. So, I mean, I've probably completed over 20,000 different pieces of writing in the last six years. So just to give you guys an idea of where I am, that's why when people ask me, oh, how quickly do you write a blog or how fast can you write an ebook, I want to say to them, I'll tell you this, but don't try and match it because you're not going to be able to. So after you do 12,000 orders in six years, then we can talk about the time it takes you to write certain things. But until then, guys, don't try to match me or think that my writing rate is something that you should be emulating because it's honestly impossible to emulate. And remember, guys, I started where you are at one point, too. So, you know, each subsequent year I've been writing has taken away five minutes or so from my writing process from the year prior. So what took me an hour six years ago, I'm down to 20 minutes now. So it's been absolutely a work in progress for me. I can feel myself speed up a little bit every year, but it is not something that happens quickly. And having these expectations on yourself that you're supposed to be This lean, mean writing machine immediately out of the gates is just going to leave you really frustrated, overwhelmed, and it's going to cause you to want to quit because you're going to think you're not where you're supposed to be. And I'm here to tell you guys, there's no particular place that you're supposed to be with your writing. The only thing you should be watching out for is that after a year goes by, after two years goes by, that you do notice you are getting 
a little more, you know, a little faster here and there. Again, you're not going to go from an hour to 30 minutes in six months, but you should be noticing some progress towards cutting down the time it takes you to write. So if you don't notice that happening after two years, then okay, then that's fair to reflect on where you are and what you're doing. But the beauty of writing and everything that comes with it is I'm going to give you guys tips today on how to cut down on writing and put into words what I'm doing to cut down on writing and what my process is. Now, any writer knows it's hard to talk about writing because writing is one form of expression and talking is another. So bear with me in this one because I'm going to do my best to put to words what I do with my writing. It's definitely a funny connection that I'm trying to make in my brain while I do this, but I think I have it down for you guys. So I'm going to now go over kind of like a six-step plan or process that I go through each time I write for a client. And most of these things that I do, you know, I don't even realize I'm doing them anymore. They've become habitual and part of my routine as a writer. So definitely when you're starting out with all of this, I think it's important to lay the foundation and set these habits and set these schedules so that by the time you've been doing it for six years like me, it just becomes second nature. Okay, so for those of you who have been following me for a while or who have taken any of my online courses, you know the first thing I'm going to say is that the listicle is your friend. And I know that's a funny word, but listing, bullet points, you know, any type of structure like that is going to make it easier on you. And it's also going to make your client really happy because you have to think about at the end of the day, time is money and people have really short attention spans today, you know, and due to technology and social media and every other thing. So they're going to scan articles. If you have it formatted where there's five clearly bulleted points in your article, they're going to be happier with you that you have outlined that for them because that's really all they're going to read. Also find the beauty of the listicle is that you can put it in more than just a blog. You can put it on people's websites. You can set up an entire ebook around it. You can put it in a newsletter. You can put it in an article. The listicle definitely has a bunch of different use cases, but for the purpose of a blog, to most clients, the perfect blog that you can deliver to them is a listicle with five clearly outlined points that you have researched you know, bolded titles and an explanation for each point in the article. So that's my biggest hack, guys, is if you use this listicle format and everything that you do, it's going to become really easy if you use the same structure over and over again to plug in information. And then obviously, if you've been writing for six years like I have, you know, topics like CBD, beauty, vegan skincare, you end up writing about them so many times that you just carry around this extra like unneeded information in your brain that you can use over and over again. I definitely am a wealth of really weird and sometimes pointless information just because I've had to research, you know, different topics for clients. Anyway, so okay, to start with the listicle. Now I go in depth on this in my copywriting online course, so I'm not going to spend 10 minutes on it. But the listicle to me is organized in the following way. Starts with a title, a catchy title that usually includes the client's keyword. It then has a subtitle. This can, you know, this isn't like too important, but if you want to include one and go above and beyond, that always looks good. Then starts the introductory paragraph, which is typically two to three sentence, followed by a lead-in sentence, and then your five points. This is really where your article is going to shine, and you're going to show off to the client how much you research, you know, how much work you put into it, how nicely organized it is for them, and then you're going to close it off with a conclusion. Below the conclusion in the document is where you're going to include the reference links that you used and you're going to outline the keywords that they either provided to you or that you went and found on your own. 
I'm telling you, if you replicate that structure in every single blog you write, you will make the same money that I do with blogging or more. You can definitely make more and you will have very happy clients who are going to leave you five-star reviews every time. So burn that structure into your brain. You know, if you want to see actual physical examples of what I'm talking about, I can't describe them with my voice, but they are in my copywriting online course. So copywriters, it's probably worth it to take that course. I'm not trying to be annoying and plug it, but I'm just serious. If you want to actually see it, that's where you can see it. So using this listicle structure over and over again, it'll make your life so much easier because if you're overwhelmed or you have writer's block or you feel like it's just too much for you, I mean, you already have your structure all set. To me, that can be the hardest part of writing. What is the structure of what I'm about to write? Well, boom, you already have the structure. So now all you have to do is plug and chug. Like all you have to do is go research now and put the words into the structure that you already have. That to me is how you're going to churn out more and more writing and become more productive at copywriting than you currently think you can be. Okay, now that I got the most important point of my six step plan here done, it's time to dive into the other one. So the second thing here is pretty obvious, but I feel like we still need to talk about it, which is eliminating distractions. So I know for me, writing requires incredible focus. I can't listen to music. I can't have other people talking in the room. I can't be talking to other people. I can't be looking on Instagram to also achieve quality copy. And I know this, you know, this can be annoying. Like I can't go work at a Starbucks and get my writing done. For me, that doesn't work. If I hear other people talking or other music, it distracts from my writing focus. Like I need a controlled, quiet environment where I'm able to really focus on the task at hand. Obviously, you can't maintain that kind of focus for hours on end. So I'll I'll kind of hone in on this flow state, as it's called, for 20, 30 minutes and get the work done, edit it, deliver it. And then I'll give myself 10 or 20 minutes to then go do all the other things that I wasn't doing while I was writing. But I believe you cannot multitask and also provide quality copy at the same time. It takes too much out of your brain to research, interpret what the client wants, write, edit, be creative while also being technical. It's definitely a really intense like brain exercise. So also trying to do all these other things at the same time is not going to work. This is just my experience. No music, no noises, no distraction, no social media. Take the apps off of your phone if you have to. Take them off of your computer if you have to. Do whatever you have to do if you find that you're a prisoner to social media. But you know, scrolling through Instagram, looking at Snapchats, and then also trying to write a cohesive blog at the same time for me is just impossible. So put the social media down. It's going to be there when you're done. Turn the TV off. Don't try and also be on like a conference call while writing a blog. You're going to end up doing what I do sometimes where you write the words you're hearing other people say. It's a really weird like phenomenon that a lot of people do and you might do it and you might not even realize it. So make sure you're in a controlled environment, door closed, quiet, Typically, that's why I find working from home or working from an Airbnb is where I get my best writing done. I mean, if you can listen to music and write all the more power to you, please message me and tell me that because that's incredible. But I think to set yourself up for the best chance of success starting out as a copywriter, eliminate literally all distractions and create a very quiet and controlled environment where you don't have to worry about like roommates barging in and interrupting your flow state. All right, the next thing I'm going to talk about, which is something people don't want to talk about because it's not exactly sexy, but it's very important to create quality copy and leave your clients happy is to research efficiently. A huge part of copywriting is research. I actually say in all my courses, copywriting is 50% research, 50% writing talent. That's why you don't have to be Shakespeare, in my opinion, to be an efficient 
and productive copywriter. I consider myself a pretty decent writer, but I do not consider myself a once-in-a-generation writer who should be celebrated and protected at all costs. No. I think I'm just very efficient and productive with my writing. I obviously have a knack for it. It's always been a part of me, and I enjoy writing. It makes me happy. I actually love to write poetry. I like to do all of that stuff, but I wouldn't sit here and say I'm Edgar Allan Poe. Like, I just think I'm a very productive, efficient, practical person. And with good copy today comes good researching skills. So if somebody gives you a topic like the best, you know, plants to put around your pool for the summer, you need to go Google that exact topic and pull up two different articles that have some statistics and different points in it that you can use in your article. You can't just write an article like that with zero background information. And if the client sees that you took the time to not only find two different articles that you based your research off of, but also one to two statistics that you hyperlinked inside of the blog, they are going to love you just instantly. Like if they see that right off the bat that you did all that and edited, they're going to be much less harsh and much less critical on the actual writing that you have provided to them. So if you're worried that your writing isn't you know, generational or all of the other things that people get caught up on when it comes to writing, The good news is you can kind of get around that with all of these other things I'm telling you. And then when you marry all of it together, you're going to become a like a damn productive copywriter and it's going to feel great. You're going to have a system in place and you're going to know every single time that the product you are delivering to the client is going to be well received. So if you hate researching, guys, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but then copywriting is definitely not for you because researching is a huge part of it. And when I say researching, I'm not talking about the dreaded research paper we all had to write in high school. You don't have to go find 16 sources and use MLA citations. It's very easy. You just can Google the topic, pull up two articles, and paste the link at the end of the blog. These people aren't expecting you to use special citations that took you hours to do. It's very simple, but you know, you have to fall in love with this process of researching as a copywriter. I think it's super important. And I know for me, yeah, there's days that can be frustrating, but I ultimately love to learn new things. I love it so much. If you guys follow me on social media, you'll see I'm constantly, constantly foraying into new markets, posting about new things, taking on way too many projects because I'm in love with researching and learning new things. So find that love in yourself. It's going to be really important in your copywriting journey that you commit yourself to loving, to learning new things. I don't think there's a human being on the planet who doesn't love to learn new things. It's just if you're detached from that or you're not familiar with that in yourself, this is a good time, I think, to go do some soul searching and find it because information's cool. This is a really cool time to be alive. There's so much free information abounding on the internet and kind of becoming a steward of that information is a really cool place to be. So, you know, this is a little mindset tip, you know, just find it in your mind to get over this research caveat and learn to love it. Okay, my fourth tip in the six-step plan here is to keep everything simple, guys. I mean, they say at the end of the day, the best marketing copy is aimed at a fifth to seventh grade reader. So if you want to use all of your fancy 14-letter words that you learned for taking the SAT or whatever, it's not going to be well-received in marketing copy because at the end of the day, a copywriter is a functional technical writer who is providing business copy for a client. You are not writing your novel. You are not writing poetry. You are not writing some fictional short story about a character in a faraway town. You're providing functional writing to a client that paid you for it. So they aren't interested in knowing how impressive your vocabulary is, or they don't want to like 
feel your pretentiousness come across through the writing. This is not the kind of writing for you then. This writing is supposed to be functional, practical. I know I keep using the same words. You guys get the idea. Pragmatic. And they want it done simply. So if you can say something that is a sentence of 16 words and eight words, that's how many words they want you to say it in. Because at the end of the day, these people are buying this copy from you to put on their personal business profiles and websites with the aim of getting more clients. So you have to understand the end game of this copy you are writing for people is to convert leads into sales for them. What's the best way to convert a lead into a sale? is to keep things simple. People, you know, spend eight seconds on a website before they click out of it and go on to another website. If the copy is all long with these long words that might even make the buyer feel stupid or inferior, like if anyone is feeling that way looking at their website, they're definitely going to leave it and not buy their product. You don't want to scare people off. So you really want to aim for that seventh grade reading level, which should be a relief. Okay. You don't have to pull up thesaurus and go above and beyond and impress everyone with beautiful prose and your special Shakespearean writing talents. Leave all of that at the door, guys. Keep it simple here. You know, I've worked some jobs in the past where it could be, it was kind of this toxic writing environment where everyone would like secretly print out everyone else's press releases and go through them and look at like, well, haha, like they use the incorrect structure in that second paragraph or all of that crap. I couldn't stand that because to me, it's like this is very functional writing. It's not about dissecting your poetic capabilities. It's more so about how are you operating as a lean, mean writing machine. There's no time, you know, to sit back and critique others' work. Just be concerned with what you're doing. Run your own race. Keep your head down. You're never going to make it anywhere if you sit back and critique other people and make fun of other people. Sorry, random mindset point. (laughs) Okay, fifth tip here is to edit your work after you're all done writing. This is so, so important because if you attempt to edit your work while you're writing, you are going to double the time it takes you. So you might go back and make changes. You might move a paragraph around or change a stat. Suddenly, you're going to have to edit the entire paragraphs that follow it because all of a sudden, you just change the flow of the article. Do not worry about editing spell check any of it until you're all done. So that's what I do. I just get it all done. It looks messy. It looks all these things. Then I go in and do one final edit to it. It Takes me three minutes, whereas it would have taken me 15 if I was editing along the way. There's no point to doing that along the way. One final edit at the end where you are careful and you check for proofreading and misspellings and everything is obviously important, but editing along the way is not going to be productive. And I think, in fact, it's going to actually make you hate the process because you're going to become so obsessed with catching little nitpicky things, or it might even play into your perfectionism notion, which certainly doesn't exist in the world of writing. There is no such thing as perfection with writing because it's a subjective art form which means what I might find as good writing, you might not. And that doesn't necessarily mean both of us are right or both of us are wrong. But you definitely have to let go of perfectionism in writing. Oh my gosh, you have to check that at the door a long, long time ago or you will not be a happy person doing this. I can promise you that. So edit when you're done writing, guys. Really simple, very easy. It'll make you not loathe editing as much. As you can tell, I personally hate editing. I'm not a great editor. I'm much more of an ideas writer versus an editor type of person, but both are necessary at the end of the the day if you're going to deliver something to a client who paid for it. Okay, last tip. I think this could be a cool exercise for all of you guys after you listen to this today is using a timer. When you're first starting out in your first year, I think 
a timer is a great idea to help you gauge how long it is taking you to do things and also monitor if you're getting any faster at it. So maybe if you're writing your very first blog today, you want to set a timer for 50 minutes and see if you can A, complete it in 50 minutes, or if not, B, where you are when that 50-minute timer goes off. I think it will make you very aware of how long certain things are taking you, how long research is taking you, how long editing is taking you, and it will make you just aware of yourself and your process. And then I think, you know, comparing right down, like the time it's taking you to do everything today and then compare it to one year from today, where are you faring with those timers? I don't think you need to be using timers for your entire writing journey. I think it's just a cool little thing that you can do in the beginning to just become more aware of where you are and where you want to be with it. You guys know I'm a big fan of goal setting. Every person is on the planet, really. So if you want to be able to set goals with how efficient and quick you are at writing, I think a timer in the beginning is a great starting point for it. And then a bonus tip, guys. I just thought of this right now. Bonus tip, if you want to be more productive and just overall happier and everything while you're writing, you need to make sure you're in a comfortable and inspired environment, okay? If you're like sitting in some room with no windows and everything, that's definitely going to impact your creativity. That was my situation at that job I had in New York City that I quit after four weeks. I was sitting in a windowless corner facing the wall. And I actually could feel that impacting not only my productivity, but just my natural creativity. So it was making me kind of fail at my job because I was so depressed by my environment. So I'm definitely someone who's very impacted by my environment and where I am. You can't tell I just moved to Florida to be in sun every single day because I'm very impacted by weather and all that good stuff. So if you're as sensitive to your environment as I am when it comes to being productive and creative, be selfish about it. You know, buy that plant in your room if it makes your room feel whatever. Or, you know, sit somewhere where you're facing a window because you want to look outside and ask your roommate to be understanding about it. Or do what you need to do, but make sure you're sitting in an environment that you feel both comfortable and inspired in. Because I definitely think outside factors can directly impact your productivity and creativity as a writer. I'm a huge believer in that. So be selfish about the environment you're working in. If you want to go buy a special lamp that has, you know, a red light on it this weekend, because that's what makes you feel relaxed, go for it. Do whatever you need to do. But you definitely want to, you know, when you sit down in this environment, you want it to be synonymous with feeling excited about the work you're going to do. You want it to kind of all match and pair together. And that's a big reason why I love to travel and work because I feel like really inspired when I wake up in a new city or a new Airbnb and I get to change my scenery because it reminds me of why all of this is worth it for the freedom of mobility and travel. So treat yourself to a little traveling, a little staycation maybe. See if that gets you feeling more creative with your writing. All right, writers, I hope you found this incredibly helpful. As I mentioned, guys, I've been doing this for over six years. So what takes me 15 to 20 minutes is you are not going to be able to match that just starting in your first or second year. So it's okay if it takes you an hour to write a blog. We all have to start somewhere. Don't match yourself to anyone else's journey. Don't write to other people. How long did it take you? Well, this is how long it took me. You are the only person living in your body. You are the only person who can measure your own success and productivity. Use a timer. Use all the things that I just gave you to gauge where you are. Please don't become worried about what other people are doing or what the competition's doing. Run your own race. You got this. I believe in you guys. 
Writing is definitely a work in process. I'm still learning as a writer. I don't believe you're ever a perfect writer or like at a point where you're above learning more and more about writing. And it really is all about practice and muscle memory and all the things that come with it. So you can take one thing away from this today. It's to go write just for anyone and anything. Okay. Leave perfectionism at the door. Just go write. Start writing. That's the only way you're going to develop your own confidence and self-esteem with it. Listening to this podcast can't do that for you. But the beauty, okay, one thing that I help you guys with is I do offer writing prompts in my weekly Facebook group. So if you guys aren't a member of it, it's free. Please join because that's a great way to also get some writing done. All right, guys, I hope you found this super helpful. Writers and non-writers alike, I'll be back next week with my next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.